This episode, this episode of Weed <laughs> is brought to you by Skunk Feather. Uh, yeah. Skunk Feather. Has been using sustainable cultivation methods, science, and innovation to create potent, flavorful flower and extracts since 2005. I talk through my nose too much to do what you do. I, lo- I forget that I have a throat and I talk through my nose. What I do, you mean like this ad This episode voice? is brought to you by Skunk Feather. This episode is brought to you by Skunk Feather. <laughs> <laughs> Skunk Feather products are preciously crafted to ensure maximum retention of terpenes and flavor. Such a fan. Such a huge fan. I have that vape pen with the gram cartridge mm-hmm. right now. And it's just such a pleasure to like throw it in my back pocket and go for a bike ride. A bike ride with a vape pen? It's... Can I borrow your bike? Absolutely. Truly? Yes, because absolutely. I miss that so much. Wind in your hair? Yeah, and then you stop at a red light and you just like duck down and hit a skunk feather and yeah. then like cruise through? It's the best. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> their 2020 lineup of products pays homage to their home county of Santa Cruz, California with names like Pleasure Point, Cement Ship, Boardwalk, and Banana Slug. Yeah. Oh, on their IG, I'm looking at it right now, they have a huge banana slug next to some beautiful looking products. Like So good. Yeah, it's nice. They create some of the finest crumbles, sugars, shatters, and distilled oils in the world. So go to Skunk Feather on Instagram at skunk underscore feather to learn more and check out their beautiful pics. This is an episode about Skunk Feather. <laughs> this episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Skunk Feather. Skunk Feather, providing you the most enjoyment possible. <sighs> <laughs> Oozelife.com. We are so excited to tell you about Ooze. Oozelife.com. With innovative and colorful designs, Ooze is the loud, fun, in-your-face brand you've been waiting for. Have you seen their glass kettles? Wait, we should talk about what it is before I get into I just did a deep dive and I want to buy everything on Ooze. Well, OozeLife.com is a one-stop shop for all of your accessories. Vape pens, pipes, grinders, e-nails, rolling trays, and so much more. It's like my dream Etsy store. Oh, wow. It, it's just cool stuff. I, there's... So, Oh, man, Christmas is coming. Great gift ideas. Look at this kettle. Look at this glass-blown ooze kettle. Oh, my God, that is so cool. And all the different colors. What? That's amazing. And did you know that ooze batteries have a lifetime warranty? Really? And there's free shipping on orders over $50. Well, that's going to be easy to get to. And their prices are affordable, so you can save your green for more of the green. Did you write that? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) You can check out all of Ooze's best-selling innovative products like the glass kettle. I love it. Or the Slim Twist vape pen, the Drought Dry Herb Vaporizer, the Slugger Dab and Dugout. You know what I saw? I saw a mug, Mm -hmm. like a coffee mug. Yeah. But for wake and bake, it's porcelain and it has a bowl attached to it. So you can literally wake and bake with your coffee and cannabis. That's so fucking great. So you like take a sip of your coffee and then you like smoke out of the handle. Yeah. That's so fucking rad. No, you smoke out of the mug. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Why are we fighting? It's okay. I'm not fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Ooze is always inventing and reinventing cool stuff. You're going to love all the wild colors and fun designs. Follow them on Instagram at OozeLife and head over to OozeLife.com and use the code WEEDGRUB for 15% off your first order. Look at the bundles they have. For like Halloween and it's, October. The colors. You can just, get a bundle of just fun. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so great. Drip and ooze bundle for 50 bucks. Oozelife.com. Right. Head over and use the code WeedGrub for 15% off your order. I just did my taxes two days before they're super due. You're going to spend it all at Oozelife.com. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. 
I'm eating way too many almonds in my life. How many almonds is too many almonds? Like six handfuls a oh, day. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, like you- like three mugfuls. Like I'm eating them out of a mug like coffee while I walk around my apartment. Yeah. And I'm so I'm like drinking three mugs of almonds a day right now. Are they salted? Uh, no. Okay. They're not. Are they, like, what kind of almonds are they? What do you mean? Like, blanched, slivered, skin on, smokehouse. You think I'm eating slivered almonds? <laughs> I don't know. What You're the I... kind of person that might just randomly have, like, mugfuls of slivered almonds around your house. Oh, thanks. That's a weird compliment, but I'll take it. It's That's because nice. you're a chef. No, I'm not a chef. Well, you're a cook. But so I feel like your pantry might have like like you think that if I were to all, if you, know you came I mean? o- hold on if you oh. think that if I came over if you came over to my place uh. and I was bringing snacks to the table for us yes you think that I would bring out a mug of slivered almonds I you know listen you do I'm, okay it's a pandemic all right <laughs> no no and no yes you, will I'm you just, just saying, answer me I am trying to answer you and I'm trying to be fair because I'm just saying like in a pandemic you know if I'm coming over to your house I don't know what's at your house you've been out of town I don't know what you shopped for I don't know what you laid in for provisions yeah but it's You're one thing like, for me to like be really hungry and so I roll up a slice of bread and I dunk it down the tube of the ranch dressing and pull it out and eat that like right. I did the other day Oh. It's another thing to bring slivered almonds out in a coffee mug as a snack for a friend. And you think I would do that. Okay, wait. Let's get back to the almonds in a second. You rolled up a piece of bread like it was like a toilet paper tube and yeah. then dunked it into ranch. Straight down the wishbone. Whoa. And pulled it back out. and I did it, I did it twice because it was like a sandwich. Over the sink? Uh... Yeah, well, near yeah, near the sink <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then I like flicked it up and got it, and you know, ate it like a Scooby Doo would eat a sandwich. Yeah, wow. yeah. Like it, yeah, it was. I'm not saying it was good, but I was starving and it was available, and I had nothing in my fridge, and there we go. And that's what I'm saying. Like I might come over to your house. I'm not expecting you to like plate a charcuterie board for me. So if I were to come over and you served me some slivered almonds because that's what you had laid in to make your like fucking vegan Caesar dressing that you're all about right now. I am all about that. I would understand is what I'm saying. You know what bothers me about it? I just figured it out. What? Like I'm accusing you of being a bad almond haver? Yes. And I figured out why. Okay. Because I can sliver my own almonds with a chef's knife and you think that I'm the kind of person who wouldn't buy whole almonds to have almond options like sliver, crush, cut. Yeah. And... I, if I ever bought them pre-slivered when I could just do it myself, that's what is upsetting me. You oh. don't think that I could sliver them, oh. and so you think I'd pre-buy slivered almonds. Now I feel fucking judged because I do buy slivered fucking <laughs> almonds. I also buy Bisquick. Fucking, you do? Yes. Well, Bisquick rules. There, one, yeah, that's not a one-to-one. There are things that you can just buy pre-done that you don't need to fuck around with. That was like... One of the early life hacks that I learned where I was like, oh, yeah, don't ever make your own pancakes from scratch or your biscuits or anything. Just buy Bisquick. I agree with that. Also, get slivered almonds if you want to. That's not... It's okay. I don't have a super sharp chef's knife that I want to like spend a lot of time with slivering my almonds. I have slivered almonds in my fucking pantry right now. You do? Yes. Would you put them in a mug and snack on them? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I have. The other night, I just busted out like cooking chocolate because I had nothing else sweet, and because I'm trying to, well, you know, we're just trying to we, eat well and be healthy. Yeah, totally. And uh, I didn't have anything 
And well, I had a bunch of weed chocolate and I was like, I don't want to get super fucking stoned and try to like, you know, sleep. So I had a big, huge bar of Valrona like baking chocolate and I just bit into that. How was it? Uh, very disappointing. What it's like bitter, right? Yeah, because it was baking chocolate. It wasn't like a big mouthful of yummy milk chocolate. It was yeah, yeah it was a bummer. It was like a waste of calories, <laughs> as Nick Weiger would say. <laughs> Not worth the calories. <laughs> oh man! So I'm dipping bread in ranch, and you're mm-hmm. eating baking chocolate <laughs> oh, right that's now. Wrong. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> oh, man. It's getting dark. <laughs> wow. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. <laughs> yeah. This is a podcast about comedy, cooking, culture. Cannabis. Uh, cannabis. <laughs> and, and like, yeah. Calling yeah, shit out and chocolate. I mean, bare pantries because we're trying to be healthy after three months of uh, indulging every, every appetite whim. It was, yeah. I mean, coming back from Washington and... And being in LA where it's 90 degrees all the time. Yeah. And I have to wear a t shirt and I don't feel comfortable in a t shirt. Mm-hmm. I feel like I understand why I wear hoodies all the time. It's because, like, my body can be whatever it is. Yeah. And, and a hoodie is my friend. The Northwest is great for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cold but, weather is real good for just you feeling however under that hoodie. Uh huh. Yeah, and then you get in. to LA. I, I was in the uh, Whole Foods one of the first nights I got back and this woman ahead of me was just wearing, like, the tiniest shorts and she had the longest most perfect legs and she had like every bit of her was like uncovered and glorious and Mm -hmm. i was like oh fuck i'm back in la (laughs) yeah you forget you forget yeah i love it i love it here i'm so happy to be back yeah um but but now we're both on um we're both exercising hard and changing our diet pretty disciplined with with discipline you know i think we're on what's what was at one time maybe like in the 70s or 80s it would have been called a health kick Oh, yeah? You feel like you're on a health kick right now? Oh. um, Yeah, well, I feel good. Like, not on a diet, necessarily. Like, Mm-mm. I'm not, like, counting calories or anything, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, the other night I rode my bike to my friend's house, and then we went for a walk, and then I rode my bike home. I was like, oh. How was that? Like, it was a good choice to make. I felt fucking great. I was oh, exhausted. Sorry. I smelled like a wildebeest, and I looked disgusting, but oh, I yeah. felt really good. That's been the most... Um, the thing I realized... I'm, I didn't realize I missed the most during quarantining in this pandemic mm-hmm. is like sweating i forgot what it's like for my pores to do different things than just be pores right it's crazy how great it feels like, to break into a full sweat yeah yeah like i'm like i'm yeah i don't i don't need to go into my pore details well but i was you know gonna I mean. say or like yeah like sweating butter is different <laughs> because you like ate a bunch of crab around a bonfire <laughs> yeah it is true. Yeah. The one thing that I'm really discovering... You could like... The, I give blood and it's just stock. It's just pints There's of like stock. like a bay leaf floating around in there. In the IV bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my fucking God. They, so, they, poke, they poke into me with that needle and a bay leaf floats into the IV bag. That's so funny, Mary I mean, Jane. I would probably have given like 50% Cabernet if I was like giving <laughs> blood when I was in Fort Townsend. And to that end, I have I have not been having any alcohol for a little while, and like really enjoying low doses of um, weed and microdosing mushrooms. And I had a baby dab the other night. No way. Yeah, and it was so fucking nice. Like I have to say, so the Puffco Peak, the Pro, the the Peak Pro just came out, and it's the most beautiful, coolest, most like high tech piece of weed machinery to have around. And I had. 
like a Saturday night and I was like, I'm just going to do a dab and watch a movie. And it was like being high for the first time. I have to say Ooh, lovely. it was so perfect. And I watched book smart, which I highly recommend. Ooh, is that um, a, is that a pun intended? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Highly recommended. Oh dude, come on. That's so fucking hack. <laughs> Jesus. You're, you're so right. I'm like, what? Yeah. Are you trying to like, what is this, 2015? Come on. Yo, you are so right. Please continue. Yeah. I, am, I apologize. Yes, I highly recommend Booksmart. Go, 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 and go. I highly recommend um, doing, a, doing a dab and watching a movie and just having a great time by yourself. That was lovely. Yeah. yeah. When you say baby dab, like, because you can go on Instagram Explorer and see somebody take a fucking gram to the dome and cough their brains out. And yeah. I, I mean, I've done it. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it to be straight up mm-hmm. like, i don't i don't normally dab because i'm not yeah it's, yeah it's, it's it's a lot yeah. yeah but but when you do like a baby dab you mean you're just like kind of hitting it like a bong would and then uh yeah I, like just the tiniest teeniest amount and like really taking my time with it at a low temp and like not obviously not showing off for anyone because i'm by myself yeah um well low temp is good too because that's the most flavor like it's yes. the most flavorful dab too so if you're gonna do something and make it worth your worth your mouth's time mm-hmm. a low temp dab is really great yeah exactly and it was live resin so it was like super terpy and delicious and uh i just had a great time like fucking around with some weed tech and it was so funny because i just had watched on i think yeah one of the weed instagram accounts that i follow there was some girl who uh like rolled up to a table at a festival and it was like a way back when we could all do dabs in public kind of like throwback post and she did a gram dab and just blew everyone's mind around her she didn't even cough or wheeze or like oh wow take a break just it was amazing and then i was over here like (laughs) and then like got super super stoned off a little bit but it was great highly effective highly efficient super clean tasted great had a blast that fucking puffco peak pro is gorgeous and amazing and um, blown glass and you can use an app yeah i use control your tab i have my own temp and my own color that goes with that temp. You're, you've customized your own yep. dab? It, on my phone, it says MJ's ideal temp. And then when it when the um, Peak Pro hits that temp, it glows pink. Stop it. Yeah, I know. That's so fucking cool. Not cool. I'm so glad that... I don't know if we're... Let me ask you a real... Um, hmm. Are, <laughs> when you say a baby dab, I don't think anybody would judge you for that. But there was a time in the cannabis game when if you were to take a dab like that people might be like or just don't waste it and don't take a dab at all like i feel like we've come to a point where everyone is everyone is to each their own and whatever is your own is great yeah i mean i do think that like the best part about um you know dab like the the peak pro is like it makes it easy for I'm saying like this, it's like some fucking ad. I'm not being paid to say this, but like that piece of tech really does make it easy for someone who is a novice consumer like me. I don't know anything about really like temp or timing or how to do it at all. I certainly don't know how to properly like heat a rig with a torch and all that kind of yeah. stuff. This makes it easy for me. I know very little about it to do a baby dab and enjoy it and have a great time and not worry about like setting my house on fire. Right. Um, and also, yeah, like at a certain point when dabbing kind of, when I first learned about it, which is, you know, probably like seven or eight years ago now when High Times had the first like cover about dabs and concentrates, it was very much for the connoisseurs. It was only for people who knew the most about weed Mm -hmm. and the people who were making those extractions. And if you have horse lungs. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, crazy high temperature with a super hot nail, all that stuff. I mean, when you did a dab your first time, it was on a 
was it on a nail yeah. or a glass? It was on a nail. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And, and how I, was it? I needed horse lungs. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked like, my, no, this wasn't the second time I did a dab because I loved it. But mm-hmm. the second time I did a dab, I coughed and slobbered so much. It was almost like, like a cock sucking scene in a porno. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. It was like that amount of saliva and spit from mm-hmm. coughing and my eyes turning red. Yeah. It, I'm they, yeah. Like the grapefruit scene in uh, girls trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if you haven't seen girls trip, by the way, I highly recommend. Great it's movie. so great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. So what are you doing with like your, all of your healthy time and your, like what's your weed routine like right now? Uh, I got a peak, so I'm excited to try that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been honestly this skunk feather. I know we like run ads for mm-hmm. them, and so I just you know. Well, this is native. Yeah. Okay. Word. <laughs> I just love it. I really do. I love it. Yeah. I, I I mean, I posted a thing on my IG today with my little workstation to get some writing done, and it's my skunk feather one gram vape and uh, 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 a lacroix and water and coffee, and there you go. That's so, your yeah, sitch. That's my sitch. And you're feeling like good and sort of like. You've like cleansed yourself of some things and now you're ready to like bring some new things in? No, not really. You're still detoxing? I mean, I just would love to, uh, what can I say? I mean, I'm doing 30 days of apartment exercises and yeah. I'm on day 12 Whoa. and it's fucking awesome. I uh, apologize if any of my downstairs neighbors of my apartment listen to this as I'm doing bear crawls and planks on your roof my floor at 11 o'clock at night but i'm feeling good about it i bought a weight bench and i'm i'm getting leaner and i'm i'm just trying to be sexy you know i want to feel sexy everyone wants to feel sexy we deserve it we all deserve it yeah it's so true so i my whole routine right now is i wake up grab a little brush and some makeup (laughs) (laughs) you wanted to um Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a cruise ship comic from 2008 tonight. <laughs> That's how I feel. The, Take my wife, please. The hair too. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> just, uh, just like the uncle who's tolerable. That's, oh yeah. no. <laughs> Wake more up. Enjoyable. Um. Wait, grab who up. is that? You wanted to. Who is that? System. System of a Down. Yeah, Shavo. Yeah, shout out Shavo. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Wake up. Yeah. Well, because like, uh, I've been listening to a lot of System lately. Uh, nice. I love them so much. And um, our friend Wanamaka like, hit me up and was like, yo, I fucking love that. And I, I remember how I always wanted to go see them play live so I could crowd surf yeah. and mosh. That used to be like the exercising I'm doing in my apartment now is fine. But man... Getting punched in the face in a mosh pit will always be my favorite form of exercise forever, <laughs> forever. Yeah. Just like the sweat dripping off of my hair while I have welts, bruises, and cuts all over my body, and so does everyone else around me, and I don't feel any of it, and I, oh, man, I miss moshing so much. Yeah, the exuberance of that fucking, like, joyful violence is One, one time a else. dude smashed a beer bottle on my head, and it didn't break, Oh. and I got real dizzy, and I, like, couldn't stand, and then he caught me, and he's like, sorry about that, and I was like, it's all good, and then we just, like, kept moshing, and I don't know that I would have that kind of I don't know. Maybe it was cowardly of me to not like kick the shit out of him. Yeah, he like did the... smash me with a beer bottle on the head, and it didn't break, and it fucked me up. But right. I, I was just too caught up in the swirl, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, there's something about that. Like, I've never truly, I don't think moshed. Like, I've never been to a show where I've gotten into a pit and gotten like a fucking like a tooth knocked out or anything. Yeah. But I do remember like the, the all ages shows that I, the punk rock shows that I used to go to when I was a teenager, and like kind of just getting into that like that circle of jumping around with your fucking boots kind of kicking each other yeah. and like the elbows starting to fly. Like I loved that sort of joyful fucking. When you look threat. at the live videos of the waves of people undulating and jumping as one, mm-hmm. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think there's a big point of pride when you get stitches or a tooth knocked out in the mosh pit, though. Like we. All oh, yeah. show each other our battle wounds like it's Jaws. Not so much when you're a gal. Like when I was like in the early '90s doing that kind of stuff, it wasn't so cute if you got your fucking tooth knocked out. Sure, of if course. You were a girl. Yeah. It was cool when you were a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And it, it's, unfortunately, it's because cool I totally too. would have had my tooth knocked out if it if it were cool. It's cool too because then when you like smoke the Marlboro Lights that you stole from the grocery store, you can just stick it where your tooth used to be, and it'll oh. stick in there, you're... and you can talk while your lit cigarette is pinched between your teeth. And then you have that light whistle. <laughs> I had a fucking dude who had his tooth knocked out. Not sure how. But he had a fucking um, a plate, a flipper. Yeah. And he used to put it in people's um, Cokes when they were looking. <laughs> I remember being at like the food court in the mall. Fuck, I wish I could remember that guy's name. I could see his face right now. And I came back and it was like floating in my fucking drink. It was disgusting. That's so funny. And awesome. I mean, you know, when you're 14, that's like super cool. How but also meant he like liked me. <laughs> <laughs> he flirts. Is that like, oh, that's like a weird sensual like pre-french kiss kind of a i'm gonna dip my mouth in your yeah i'm gonna put my tooth in your drink there was also a dude who put his um fake eyeball but i mean he popped did you, his eyeball who did out. you hang out with leprosy friends i grew up in newfoundland dude there's all sorts of weird injuries up there from like strange fishing accidents and you oh know, of course harpoons and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. oh gosh yeah of course <laughs> missing thumbs and chunks of webbing on your t- sure oh, everyone yeah. has a weird story a lot of lost earlobes definitely so somebody lost their eye and what uh so i it was my parents this will tell you like the time it was they picked up a hitchhiker and they put him in the back seat with me when i was little coming back from foxtrap i'll never forget it and um he had a fake eye, a glass eye and he popped it out to show me and i'll never forget being in the backseat of my parents like Toyota station wagon as a little girl just looking at this dude's fucking sunken flappy eye socket and his glass eyeball in his hand oh my god (laughs) man the 80s were wild oh my god Mm -hmm. that's Texas chainsaw it was definitely I mean it wasn't super scary because both my parents were up front and it was like daylight and I don't think he was even trying to be super weird or anything. I think he, he probably thought it what, was kind of What, do you need to neat. give his socket a break? No, I think I think I was probably interested and he wanted to show me. And I was like, you know, my sure. dad was always like, as a scientist, like showing me like how to open dead things up and see how they worked inside. So I think I was kind of interested. Yeah. But looking back on it now, I'm like, that was kind of weird. <laughs> like some weird hitchhiker popping his eyeball out. <laughs> oh my God, you know? Mary Jane. I know. Wow. Strange life. It is a strange life. You know what was fucking strange? Huh. Okay, so you know how in Port Townsend, you were like the bird whisperer, and you had all the things. The omens. Yeah. The owl who hit you in the head and knocked your AirPods out. Oh, the owl attack, and then mm-hmm. finding the seagull, and yeah, And then yeah, you yeah. had another bird friend, and you had like the wildlife. So I went, I woke up on Sunday, I had a whole plan for my day, and I woke up and I was like, I gotta go to Malibu today. I just knew I had to go. Mm-hmm. 
So I threw Archie in the car, packed a picnic. I got to Malibu and I had a hike to end all hikes that was just so full of cool, amazing signs that started with like right when I got on the path, I found a dead Jerusalem cricket, which are these like huge, crazy looking fucking insects. They're like the cabbage patch baby of the cricket world is kind of how I see them. That's a fucking great way to put it. Yeah, it's like Jiminy Cricket crossed with a fucking predator. It's crazy. They're plump and alien. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. And so there was one like just smushed in the dirt on its back. And so I picked that up and looked at it and was like, whoa, took a picture of it, moved on. Another like minute later, I look off the trail. It's this beautiful trail in Malibu. No one on it. It's just, you know, Archie and me heading up the hill. Huge fat black widow. <gasps> Massive red hourglass glinting in the sun off to the side. Whoa. I was like, whoa. I snap a picture of that. Head up around the bend, a little further up the trail, like another half a mile, I come across a little mouse carcass with all of the fur on it, except the head is a skeleton that looks like a like a little bird head. Crazy. Then... The hitchhiker with no eye who's... Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all the way up, signs, 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 goldfinches, hawks, beautiful, amazing. I get up to the very top. I sit. I have a picnic. I do a little meditation. This couple comes along. They don't have water. I give them water for their dog. That was great. That felt like another little sign. On the way back... I decided to go off trail for a little bit and I heard this rustling and thank God I leashed Archie really fast. Because you heard the rustling. Because I heard this crazy rustling and I look off and there are these fucking rattlesnakes like where that wastebasket is, like four or five feet away, duking it out. No shit. It looked like they were, I couldn't tell what was happening at first. I was like, are they mating? Are they, I don't even know, but it turns out they were fighting. When you well, I've never seen a I've never seen a snake fight. Well, they don't have arms. I know that's why I'm like so. What do you when you said duking it out? I was like, (laughs) it was like really. It was like they were just kind of like hitting each other with their necks. I don't know. Right. It didn't look very effective. But it was fucking cool. But they but like they they're they're twisting and they're in the grass. Yeah. Holy shit, that's fucking cool. They like go up on their sort of ends and they're like standing way up and kind of like snaking 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 and then they would like hit each other and then fall over and wow it was so neat that's so neat it felt very portentous very full of omens especially because you went off the trail and that was your gift my reward yeah seeing rattlesnakes fighting fucking pathless take yeah it was amazing wow yeah that's so cool it felt really cool i liked it a lot what was archie doing when he when you saw the snake crying like a little bitch (laughs) (laughs) he was like and i was like please be quiet these snakes are very dangerous and they want to bite you and hurt you yeah and then i went on a walk with um our friend natalie last night and a coyote was just like right there in the middle of the street in los Feliz. you're in it it's urban wildlife in la well i mean yeah the hike was in malibu but it's just i've been seeing creatures all around a praying mantis yesterday as well it just feels like um something about being in this current space that I'm in right now I'm, I'm not paying a lot of attention to the news because it's too crazy making and the natural world is kind of showing up in really interesting ways and by eating clean exercising mm-hmm. like we talked about Take being clear THC T- to the dome yo for real yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like yeah. connecting to the earth through a plant mm-hmm. 100% yeah wow that's so fucking cool well like- also every time we've gone on a walk like I'm looking down and you're looking up so you'll notice like, oh, look at that hummingbird. And I'm like, how did you spot that? And it's like, dude, like quit looking at your shoes, man. <laughs> so, you know, that's really cool. Hmm. Huh? Yeah, you're an animal whisperer. I, I, I mean, they're everywhere. LA is amazing. 
urban wildlife here is crazy cool. You know? Hmm. Yeah. You're like, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But you do. I don't know. I think I know Port Townsend because I, I like be befriended deer and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, around here, I don't know it at all. Well, I, I yeah, I don't know. It's all over the place. <laughs> There's possums in my backyard right now. That's so fucking cool, Mary mm-hmm. Jane. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, speaking of like dabs and everything, do you want to do some news real quick? Yeah. Because uh, while we're on this high of positivity and Absolutely. promise. Um, I'll, I'll read it this time. Let's hear it. Okay. It's uh, This is a great news story that weirdly, I feel like it flew under everyone's radar in a funny way when it happened, I guess, because it was part of a bigger swirl. It, it didn't... Oh, let's do the story and then we can get into okay. it. So um, we're going to read this from Marijuana Moment, which is at marijuanamoment.net. And of course, it's when uh, Kamala Harris said that the Biden administration will not be half-stepping when it comes to uh, weed reform. And they're saying they're going to decriminalize it. Yeah. So I'm just going to read directly from her VP debate, mm-hmm. her quote, mm-hmm. and then we can go from there. So she said, we will decriminalize the use of marijuana and automatically expunge all marijuana use convictions and incarceration for drug use alone. Meaning we will get rid of, if you have a drug use conviction, you out. Um, this is no time for half-stepping. This is no time for incrementalism. We need to deal with the system and there needs to be significant change in the design of the system so we can support working people, so we can fight for the dignity of of people, and so that we can make sure that all people have equal access to opportunity and justice. Yeah. It felt so significant when we were watching the VP debate. And, you know, it was so crazy after the debate was over and everyone was talking about everything else, including the goddamn fly. And I was like, she said they would decriminalize marijuana. And free prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cute, what, what? And it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was interestingly um, overlooked by mainstream media and also by a lot of like weed public. Like I didn't really, it was just interesting. I think everybody's so exhausted that as soon as yeah. that fly came around, they were like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> Something to talk about. Something we can all agree yeah, is fun. That fly is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. What's he doing there? <laughs> wow, what is his name? What do you think his name is? Mike Pence wasn't even wearing a shirt or pants that whole thing, and yeah. nobody even commented. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But truly. But I, I, I don't know if that's... I guess I have to believe her because she said it. Why wouldn't you believe her? I absolutely believe that that is part of what they are campaigning on. Right. (laughs) Right. 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 Campaigning on. Yeah. That's what they're campaigning on. Yeah. So. But I mean, I I believe that they're campaigning on that. I think that's smart. (laughs) what, What infuriates me is that there's this entire faction of the weed world that is, you know, sort of hiding a little bit because they know it's an unpopular um, position to have that are Trump supporters of, you know, like all sorts of people who are just like cannabis consumers, weed smokers, stoners, and also cannabis business owners and all that kind of stuff who are openly supporting Trump because they believe that he's better for their industry, for their rights as cannabis um, advocates and smokers and all that kind of stuff, to which I say, fuck off and fuck you. And, um, and that's how I feel about that. And also, like, there's one campaign that said that they would decriminalize marijuana, and there's no reason to disbelieve that they would do that if we voted them in. And there are so many other bigger reasons also. Of course. But um, it's just crazy. There's this one guy who was sort of trolling me on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook right now at all, kind of because of this. And he was like, 
every comment was like Trump 2020 with uh, the fucking peace sign and then a heart and an American flag. And then he would just quote, he was like, we know, how do you feel about, you know, like we bros love Trump and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, it's because I, I, I don't even know where to start with you about that. But if you actually truly believe that he is the way forward mm-hmm. to decriminalize or legalize cannabis, you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, there's it. <clears throat> excuse me. It doesn't help him at all. It's not in his best interest, and he only has his best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. Does this person on Facebook want to actually have a discussion, or are they looking to uh, come for somebody and be mean, and that's what debate looks like to them? Oh, no, he's he's like one of the guys who, like the other guy who told me he wanted to put his balls in my mouth. Like, he's one of those guys. Right. You know, there's no point in engaging. There's no point. There's no conversation to be had. Yeah, because I wouldn't mind having a conversation with somebody on that side and, like, hearing... I want to hear that. I want to hear yeah, that discussion. You're because... better than I am at that. You're better at listening to the other side than I am right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you have a way of hearing that I don't right now. Well, because they think they're just as right as I am. Of course. Yeah. And so I think it's important for me to at least uh, listen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I have to agree, but I'm going to clap back. And if we can both clap at each other like little seals who have something to say, mm-hmm. then I'm all for that because it's not about changing their mind. It's about maybe learning why they feel that way mm. and then when biden wins being like well well tough shit sorry about you and then right you know what i mean and i truly do understand i think the thing is like it's it's not that i don't understand uh why biden has a terrible record on the war on drugs or why kamala harris is problematic because of her record as a prosecutor and, you know jailing people for cannabis offenses all that kind of stuff like i fucking get it but also, I, I get what we're truly up against, and right. I would rather work to dismantle the current regime under a Biden presidency than under a Trump presidency. Right. Right. Like I, It makes me worried <laughs> that there's going to be a, a point when, because we're all human and we're all, is fallacy the word? Fallible? We're F- all, fallatio? All, yes, all of those things. Fallible? We're a fallible fallatio fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, humans. Pretty much, yeah. We're all just, yeah, making up stories while we're sucking each other's dicks. That's <laughs> pretty much the human condition. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Great. That's what... A fallatio fallacy. That's it. Of fallibility. Of fallibility. Mm-hmm. On Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> With Falcor. Nice. Yeah. Wow. He's the dragon, right? I believe so. From mm-hmm. NeverEnding Story? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. Humanity. Yeah. The nothingness. Ooh. <laughs> wow. So, we're, who what? cares where I don't even was? care. <laughs> who cares? Kamala Harris and Joe Biden <laughs> said they would decriminalize cannabis. Yeah. Uh, please vote. Uh, oh, that's what it is. Vote for, I just think make we, sure you vote. You I, think, I think because um, everybody, everybody has an opinion and the truth and data, like, nobody cares about data and everybody's bending the truth and it's driving me crazy right um and as as soon as you're not perfect you're imperfect which means you're not good enough and it's just all hell and so i do think we're headed for like a robot president Mm. who has like nothing but data pumped in them and then it's like the idea of a robot president who only makes choices based on the greater good like a little is that altruism I think that's no. all. No. What is it? Oh, well, anyway. It's not, I don't think you could have an altruistic robot. I mean, altruism is when you're choosing someone else's to benefit over your own over, needs. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. yeah, but I think, I think the scientists could create an altruistic robot. And I do feel like we are going to just like build, if, if humanity survives, like 
in a way, robots will be our leaders, but it's not going to be like, they're going to kill us and they're going to destroy us and they're going to realize they don't need us anymore. Like, I don't believe that Terminator shit, but I do believe that they will be our leaders and, but with altruism in mind. And so that there will be a, um, a greater good, like universal healthcare. And like, there will be some really big things because humans are, humans are humans man mm-hmm. and at a certain point everyone's going to be like we had a good run trying to handle this ourselves we mm-hmm. need we need machines who have who are smarter than us to keep this engine moving hmm i just see it huh you think that robots are the way toward like ai is towards the way peace. towards world peace yeah i think that's so interesting I don't agree with you at all, but I think it's an interesting way to think about AI as a as a potential way forward and positive thing. I think that like, especially with you know, um, what's that uh, documentary that everyone was just going crazy about social the social dilemma, the social dilemma, yeah. And how about we we already are sort of being harvested by AI, like we already are all sort of batteries in the matrix because they are all working to mine our attention for money for corporations and all this kind of stuff so it's like we, we're already there i yeah. think we've already crossed you know we're the uncanny valley and all that kind of stuff like I it's already on, all happened totally i um, went on the nike app today mm-hmm. for their sale mm-hmm. and i wanted to buy every single thing that was shown to me like of they've course. got me dialed in on my sneaker colors right my my windbreaker designs yeah like i there there may have been a million other options that weren't shown to me and it's because they know exactly what i like i just learned uh, because I'm uh, doing some work with a website where I'm like doing some some back end stuff. I'm learning oh, about okay. the back end stuff. And, uh, <laughs> Another fallacy fallacious. Yeah, learning about a little SEO. <laughs> it stands for um, search engine optimization, if anyone doesn't know. But I. Suck an edge in suck, an yeah. <laughs> orgasms. And orgasms. Yeah, <laughs> suck an edge in an orgasm. That's what. Yes. Yes. That is actually the meaning of SEO. Thank you, Mike. That's. There you go. So, anyway, my fucking bullshit. But I was going to say that I learned about. Uh, uh, one of the people I was working with was like, oh yeah, that article will do well because uh, Google loves social signals. And I was like, what does that mean? And that's likes, interactions, upvotes, any of that kind of stuff. Now Google is actually paying attention to that, just like all the social media platforms are where Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and all the social media platforms take account of what gets the most likes. Right. Now Google is also using that to crawl for results. So like the first result on Google now will actually have to do with that metric as well which i just thought was interesting and kind of creepy tiktok mm-hmm. is the one who's doing the best at that yeah because the key to tiktok everyone is saying is like you want to keep it short enough that they'll watch the whole thing yeah but interesting enough that you click on their profile to say oh wow i wonder what other stuff they have within this realm that is six to ten seconds long with yeah. somebody cute who's doing something fun and that's it's i mean it's just pepsi commercial after pepsi commercial as far as i'm concerned with some really wonderful creativity but at the end of the day what you're talking about with the snappy mm-hmm. uh the snappy social keep signals you, social signals yeah that's fucking fascinating that google's in the mix now i think you're finding some of the best tiktok videos like i watch your instagram story every day to see what you share because i'm not on tiktok yeah see what you share and there was that girl who became toilet paper she's terrific i was like this is fucking great this is so fucking creative like those two uh gals who did the um soup can thing that went viral too where they did like the voiceover soup. of trump talking about soup becoming like a weapon in the hands of the fucking masses or whatever like there are some really clever 
I mean, beyond that, that sounds like a fucking old. There are some really clever people making content on TikTok right now, but you know what I mean. Like, I, do. I just I have great high hopes because of what's happening on there, despite the fact that they're, you know, harvesting our attention and mining us for money and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, nefarious as fuck. But but yeah. I'm gonna be honest. In the world of like currency, mm-hmm. if you're if my data is my my put my my phone number is so easy to find. Yeah, I mean, I'm already out there, and everybody's already out there. And if the currency is my personal data and my attention and my just me, if the currency is me, but I'm getting joy like somebody making themselves into toilet paper out of it, I think, I mean, to me, I think we're both getting a pretty good fucking deal. You just made me think of, do you know that song? I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. No. (laughs) That's good. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You are getting a good deal out of it if you're getting some fun stuff, but also, yeah, it's good. You know what I found? Uh, you know how your phone will tell you how much screen time you've had? Oh, I turned that off, but yes. I still have it on, and since I haven't been drinking any alcohol, and I've just been smoking weed, and microdosing, and riding my bike, and hiking, and kind of trying to live my life like that, my screen time is down, I think last week it was down 83%. Enormous. And the volume in my headphones. I'm, oh, just as my dryer buzzes. Um, my vo- my headphone volume is down like decibels, like 10 decibels. Really? I'm listening to it lower. Like I can hear better. Damn. Isn't that nuts? You're, Plant you're self-actualizing. Man. Plant yeah. medicine. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Weed is the way. Yeah. God damn. Um, you really don't think we're going to have a robot president? I fucking hope not. I hope we have like a super evolved 17 year old in charge, like Greta Thunberg or something. Like I'm just sick. And you know, so you and I used to fight about this. Like I think when we started this podcast, I would accuse you of being ageist because you were mad at older people running shit. Yes. I have fully crossed the fence and I am on your side. Like oh, I good. came over the fence and now I'm firmly standing on your side. And I'm so fucking sick of, the, sick of it and sick of the fact that like the two people that we have to vote for to lead the country right now are both old white guys who are in the their fucking mid to late 70s like this is just ridiculous neither of them reflects anything about the current generation or what's happening or the problems that we're facing and um i don't know like mitch mcconnell all these you know bad representatives of what the country looks like and what we need in government it's just you know i hope the future is really young and fucking you know not what we're looking at right now yeah you need somebody who's been through it yeah and is still in touch yeah and and like that's a like twenty five year old trans person for fuck's sake. Fucking right. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like <laughs> they've been fucking through it in a way that most people will never understand, and they're also super fucking in touch. I don't understand, but every trans person I speak to does not have time for my bullshit, and Hell, I really yes. appreciate that. Yep. I had a trans friend call me on something a while back, and I talked to my therapist about it. And my therapist was like, "Yeah, they don't have fucking time for your nonsense. Like, why would they sit around and listen to you? Like." moan about shit like (laughs) yeah yeah get shit done so i like it mary jane yeah i do too i like it a lot oh man what are you eating right now i have been oh i had um thank you for asking i made some delicious tacos that with just the stuff i had in my fridge the other day and i was really proud of how they turned out you made uh leftover like fridge fridge bowl tacos yeah kind of i guess yeah i kind of like was inspired by your fridge bowl tell me all about them i so you had made what was it that we had i had a tupperware that was full of some fat that had way too much 
much salt and garlic in it from something that you had cooked. Don't point your had- finger at me. <laughs> the fuck are you pointing your finger at me and saying you had cooked? I'm so sorry. You cooked you it. You made something here at my house that was bad. Don't quit pointing your <laughs> finger at me. No, we we had together concocted a meal uh, and whatever it was we deglazed the pan with bouillon whatever anyway i had like a jar full of fatty bouillon oh i made those chicken thighs yes and i rendered the fuck out of them so that the skin got crispy but the fat just like sat in the pan and then we deglazed it with some bouillon and like a bunch of fucking garlic and whatever. It yeah. was like super good, but it was so salty and fatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used that to braise a bunch of kale and roasted butternut squash in. And then I sauteed some ground beef and um, onion and garlic. And I made just super simple the braised kale with that salty, fatty, yummy, garlicky stuff and the butternut squash and ground beef tacos with some Mexican um, crema. Yeah. um, And lime and oh, ho, ho. (laughs) You're pulling on your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I ate the fuck out of them. I still have some if you want one. I'd love to try one. That sounds so nice. Mm -hmm. Damn. It was delicious. And you felt good after that? Um... I felt like I was full of good, fatty, yummy food. And I didn't feel too bad about it because I'd been, you know, exercising and like otherwise trying to treat myself fairly well, apart from eating baking chocolate. <laughs> Listen, we're not perfect. <laughs> Don't ask me to be perfect. I know. I mean, well, look, we both live alone. I, I would I would reckon anybody listening to this who either lives alone or has lived with somebody long enough, whatever, we all do fucked up shit yeah. when we're at our place. Yeah. And I don't think that eating baking chocolate and dunking bread in ranch dressing is anywhere near the most fucked up stuff that people are doing right now yeah. in their apartment. I'm trying to think of things that I've done that are just like... One time, oh. we used to have a tent mm-hmm. in my college. I lived with four guy, three guys. I was the fourth in college. And each of us had our own room in the apartment. Mm-hmm. And, in the, and in the living room... We had a tent that we would hotbox. Oh. And in the tent, we also had like a big thing of snacks, like a, like a Rubbermaid filled with Hostess and Little Debbie and inside Pringles. Inside a tent. Inside of a huge tent. So we cleared all of the couches out and set up the tent in okay. front of the TV. And then we would all hotbox the tent and then unzip it and crack open the Rubbermaid and just eat a bunch of snacks while watching something. This sounds like fucking the best night ever to it hang out It was incredible. And I fucking ruined it for everyone because I was such a little piece of shit. What? One, I was, this girl I was dating came over and everybody was gone. Mm-hmm. And so we started fucking in the tent and two of my roommates came home <gasps> while we were having sex in the living room in a tent, stoned out of our minds. Oh. And it was the fucking worst. It was the worst because they're like, dude, not only do we sit in here and all hang out and have like bonding time as friends, yeah. but also like go fuck yourself. And I'm just like, whatever, man. Like it was, and I got defensive because I was like, yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. And she's cool. And it was fun and exhibitionist, you yeah. know, I, and all of these things. And so then, um, did you have a, you had a room that you could have gone to though, right? I had, not only did I have my own room, but here's what a fucking asshole I was. I turned my bed and headboard against the wall yeah. so that my roommates would hear me fuck for oh, the next no, few Mike. months because I was so mad. 
You know how you can't, you know when you're a man and you can't deal with embarrassment and how your friends are right, so you turn it into anger and you lash out and make bad choices because you don't know how to handle emotion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I did. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Have you ever, like, talked about it with them since then? Um, No, but I do keep in contact with uh, two of them. Uh-huh. And they're, they're awesome fucking people. I'm sure I could. And they would probably be like, yeah, dude, you are a fucking asshole. And I wow. think that's how that would go. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Or if they even clocked it. Or if they'd just be like, ah, whatever, it doesn't matter. We were all fucking crazy lunatics doing crazy shit. We all were lunatics. Mm-hmm. We were all fucking insane. Yeah. But I just, like, yeah, I remember how great that tent was to hotbox and how you know and did you ever get in that tent after you were yeah well i mean you know i have a kind heart i cleaned it and i did all the things and i I tried to make amends the best i could okay and it it, it was all fine but you know what i'm saying i hope you bought the weed oh fuck yeah 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 okay great weed cool great weed beautiful bong bought all the snacks yeah through three Jack's frozen pizzas in the oven, cranked okay. it up to 450. You're fine. You know. You made your amends. You're good. Yeah. All right. It was just embarrassing. All right. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that was the same. Uh, did I talk about when I had sex on my Dean's porch swing on the on this show yet? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I may as well talk about it. Okay. I don't see it any reason not to. I'm fascinated. I, I don't want to say her name, but um, she... Stella. Uh, <laughs> Oh, was it Stella? That would be so it weird. It was so fucking grace. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. Was it? Hmm? What? <laughs> huh? No. Okay, good. Do, you don't want to hear these stories. I fucking do. I'm sorry I interrupted with a dumb fucking name. I guess. don't know if people want to hear these stories. I want to hear the story and I'm here. So, you know. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm never going to be president. Um, well, listen, if you, the future presidents are going to have to have it all out there and be like totally transparent and honest. So you, you're starting now. I mean, it's, it, it's just, okay. She came to, came, <laughs> she, huh? she, visited came to visit yeah. me at college and um she's super into um public sex like having wow. sex in public and i'd never done anything i'm i'm a pretty conservative i like pain a lot but i'm certainly conservative in the uh the realm of like categories on Pornhub. Sure. You know what I'm like saying? Like you are not, you yourself are not necessarily an exhibitionist when it comes right. to sex, right? Yeah, but so. you want to say yes when you care about somebody and it's what they're into. Sure. That much I know. Always. Yeah. Good giving and game. What's that? The three Gs, that you should be good giving and game at all times to be a good lover. You I should at least that. be willing to give it a, give it a, that's a Dan Savage um, piece of advice. The Triple G. Yeah. Oh man! Good giving in game. Guy Fieri and Dan Savage, Triple yeah. D and Triple G. That, that they would be great choices for um, POTUS and VP. They would be Dan Guy Savage Fieri. for president with D- Guy Fieri as VP. Oh man! Yeah, that would fucking we can't have a Claw Gabrus ticket. They'd be my second choice, or they could just all be part of the same cabinet. Dan Savage with Guy Fieri as VP is so fucking awesome. That would be pretty great. Homelessness <laughs> gone. Yeah. Food in every belly. All shame eradicated. All shame eradicated. No shame about anything. No shame about your appetite. No shame about your fucking sex life. No shame about like anything. If you could eradicate shame across the country, like that's the platform to run on. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. No shame 2024. Fucking love that. Like that's, that's, that's what hope 
that's like deeper than hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to run on hope and it's like, oh fuck, I yeah. hope that I am happier. But yeah. the idea of like eradicating shame is what real hope is. Yeah. And not no shame, like do something terrible and feel no shame about it, but not be ashamed in the way that cripples all of us and makes all of us like an unhealthy society where we operate like out of fear that someone's going to judge us because we did something that actually isn't that fucking bad or judgment worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to be a Mennonite, but I want to be left alone about it. Okay. And I want, (laughs) and I want, I don't want to tell other people they should be Mennonites too. Right. Yes. No. Yeah. Feel free. Live your life. Okay. No por- shame. Feel free. Porch swing. Oh God. Let's get. Let's, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not letting you off the hook on this one. You know all my tips and tricks. Aha! Uh-huh, the deflection. <laughs> I'm redirecting. I don't like knowing you well enough that I can't move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are in our in this cycle. So she visited and she's super into it and she's like, she's like, I'm never gonna come back to this college campus again. Nobody knows who I am already. I walk into the cafeteria and steal a bunch of fucking food and come back and we just sit and smoke weed and fuck in your place. Like, who cares? Nobody knows me here. Let's go have some fun. She sounds crazy. She's awesome. Okay. Um, and uh, and so she she was like, what is that place? And the way that the campus is set up at in a Cape Girardeau, Missouri, is there's, there's shuttles that can take you everywhere, like from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m., and there's a huge parking lot and then there's the gym and then there's like weird beaten path that the shuttle goes by but never stops and it's this home like a home out of pleasantville or something like that you know what i mean okay yeah i see yeah and a gazebo with a porch swing on the front um Mm -hmm. i would describe it as christian okay Yep. Is that helpful? Sure. Okay. I can see it. Yeah. Mind's eye. Yep. I'm and, there. And and um and so she was like, What is that home? And I'm like, Oh, that's the dean. Like the dean has a place almost like the White House mm-hmm. on campus. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm sure he has his own home with the kids. They don't live there, but like that's his home for work and everything it's like that's the deans and she's like hell yeah and she grabs my hand and she's like come on i was like what are we doing Ah." and and she like gets on the pulls me up onto the gazebo and i'm looking around and i'm like oh no there's gonna be a shuttle that drives by and um and all of a sudden she like grabs my face and we start making out and it keeps going dot 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 and all of a sudden we're Fucking on the porch swing of Whoa. the dean's house. Nighttime? Daytime? Daytime, which was fucking crazy to me. Lunacy. Lunacy. And then, and like a shuttle drove by, but you know, the windows are tinted, so I can't see if anybody's in it or not because school is school. And there were these rocks. I will never forget these rocks because um, I couldn't really, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, it's that. Um, I'm just like an anxious dude. Mm. And so while I'm enjoying it, but I'm slipping in in and out of being present and I'll never forget these rocks on the ground or surrounding the gazebo that were actually speakers and they were playing bird chirps and nature sounds. (laughs) Like the Truman show. (laughs) Like the fucking Truman show. Yes. Weird. Crazy. And so we like, we, 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 um, one, we did both come, and that was really nice. And uh, Good job. and then we kind of like re got dressed or and everything, mm-hmm. and then walked off the porch swing and grabbed a bite. 
Oh my God, and your phone dinged? Sorry about that, but that was that's kind of amazing. neat timing. Yeah, that's your phone came with well, that story. Yeah, fucking... bi- 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 <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is a daring daylight hookup. It was wild. Yeah. Did you continue to like hang out and see each other after that? Or was that sort of like, well, we've done the thing. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no, no. We did. Like, it was a nice relationship. We had a really healthy, cool thing where you just grow apart from someone because I'm in college and she's in college somewhere else. But yeah, you have a good time when you see each other and you talk on the phone when you do. But the expectation is this is just a great time. Yeah. And it was. That's lovely. Yeah. Sounds healthy. And cool yeah. and exciting and sexy. Yeah. And fun. Nice. Crazy. That's fucking awesome. So I don't know how we went from president robot to that, but uh, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's a good good story for the like the no shame presidency when you're uh, you know running for office. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that. This guy platform. fucked on a porch swing. I mean he's got no shame. <laughs> Blazer for president. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, wow. Slivered almonds and yep. no shame. That's exciting. Yeah. Wow. So I don't. I won't ask you to share a story. Well, I was just thinking. I was like, do I want to? And I was get. I. I don't know why this has actually weirdly been on my mind lately, um, but I I hooked up. We didn't have sex, but we hooked up on. Um, Oh, I know why. It was because I was uh, looking up scary movies. I was writing an article about best scary movies to watch when you're stoned. Ooh. And I, The Ruins is one of, it made my list. <gasps> so good. Because it's so fucking good and it's so fucking scary. And I actually had a, a I hooked up with my boyfriend at the time when we visited um, Tikal, which is this sacred Mayan city and we visited before sunrise there's a special sort of thing where you could get in early on a bus before it was open to the whole public so there were very few of us in the park and we were on the um the temple that is actually in one of the star wars movies wait so beautiful as the sun rose and you had like, sex in a star wars temple i didn't have sex but we did like make out and he fingered me I think anyway I felt very guilty about it because it was a sacred site but it was also this sort of beautiful moment as the sun was coming up and he kissed me and then we just were sort of like you know having this lovely moment so I remember like feeling extremely conflicted about it at the time um and then he told me like not to worry about it and not to feel weird about it and we ended up you know having having an incredible day after that but um when I think back on it now I'm like oh yeah the, the ruins and like they all die because they end up on this like you know sacred Mayan dig and bad, bad behavior leads to the curse that kills them all. So, right. Uh, yeah, I would say that was like <laughs> one of my public hookups where I was like, ah. wow. Yeah. What do you know more about the star? I'm sorry, the star Wars part. I can't oh, get- it's the rebel base in star Wars. Um, which is the one with the Ewoks. Uh, I won't. Know. I can't remember the fucking. I'm not such a Star Wars nut that there's like. But Empire it's a Rebel Strikes, base. One? It's the Rebel base, and they um, land, and it shows the sort of like the jungle and the treetops and the like the temple poking up, and that's they shot it at that. It's Tikal is the name of the Mayan city. Wow. And um, yeah, I remember years later being like, "Whoa, that was like a risky move in <laughs> many ways, and probably not that cool, but it's it also felt hot. like very." It felt hot at the time. I was, you know, like, yeah, I was like 18 traveling in Guatemala with my hot French boyfriend who, you know, just wanted to make out. And yeah, it felt it felt fine. It felt good. That's pretty fucking hot. Yeah, it was. It felt, it felt pretty sexy. Nice, Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. Well, you want to talk a little bit about scary movies or should we maybe save that for closer to Halloween? Yeah, let's save it for, yeah, closer to Halloween because I had a great time coming up with a whole list and I want to like go over it with you and see what you want to add to it because I know I missed a bunch. Okay, yeah, I've got a hot list and yeah. especially like, you know, um, knowing some some really cool uh, horror movie aficionados like we do. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot. Or I've watched quite a few I never would have found otherwise. So, okay, cool. Another episode. Yeah, let's get into it closer to Halloween. <laughs> ha ha. Now wanted... who's the one? <laughs> um, well, you want to do Buds of the Week and then drop our hot drop? Oh my gosh, we yes. We got a hot drop. Oh yeah, we do have a hot drop. All right, my Bud of the Week this week. Let me pull him up. <laughs> I love the name. Yeah. He's yeah. so good. Sir Wiggalas Lorb of Smoke. Nice. <laughs> Wiggy.smokes. So at Wiggy.smokes. Uh, just a, here's here's their bio. 100% Lorb B. Cannabis cooking fitness and more, I guess. Uh, <laughs> man, Wiggy just looks cool. Wiggy's the one who showed us the picture of them making the sandwich with the pickles in the middle. And yeah. said it worked out great when we were talking about perfect sandwich construction. I would love to smoke with Wiggy. Also, Wiggy is exercising a lot, which is an inspiration to me. Um, oh my gosh, April 12th, lost 15 pounds. Whoa. Looking good, Wiggy. That's so, awesome. Shout out to you. I hope we get to puff sometime and eat some healthy food, maybe go for a run. So follow uh, Sir Wiggalos at wiggy.smokes, and that's my butt of the week. Nice. My butt of the week this week is our friend Adrian Earhart at Craydrienne, C-R-A-Y-D-R-I-E-N-N-E on Insta. She's such a fucking fun follow. I've been charting her journey of recovery because she just had um, hip surgery. She used to be a dancer, and then she had an old injury, and she had to do like this whole thing, and she was just taking such fucking good care of herself. It was so inspiring because she's all about being fit and feeling good, and she does it with like plant medicine, and she works with the Higher Path Collective, or she an runs OG. the fucking Higher Path Collective, basically, and... And uh, I don't know. She's just like a really cool weed world connection who is also a fucking comedian and a cool hang and a great person and a witchy ass, badass bitch. So <laughs> follow Adrian Cradrian on Insta for just like cool wisdom and great Aries memes, by the way. Fellow Aries. And she's always posting great memes that I'm like, I feel seen. And she's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best. Oh, that's awesome. And now we have a pretty cool way to end this episode. Yeah, we do. We have a hot pod drop from uh, this weed brand, Space Coyote, uh, collaborated with a daytime disco band from L.A. um, called Poolside. Their music is, their name describes their music perfectly. It is exactly the kind of stuff where I want to smoke a Space Coyote while listening to Poolside. Uh Uh-huh poolside out in the unit like it that i love when a name is exactly what it is it is exactly what it is and they released these hybrid hash joints in this collaboration and dropped this track that we're gonna play for you right now it's called i feel high and uh i don't know it's just the perfect way to end any day like light a joint and listen to this song and feel a little better hopefully even though the world is a crazy ass place yeah yeah it is 
I don't know, but I feel like we've made some really great buds through this podcast. Yeah, and you're a great bud, and I appreciate you every day, Mike. You're a great bud, Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. If anybody out there wants to say yo to us, you can follow us on Instagram at Weed and Grub. You can slide into our DMs and send Mary Jane a whisk pick. Hot whisk pick, please. Send them thick whisks. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> um, also, thank you, everybody, for the new reviews we got on iTunes and the five-star clicks on iTunes. They mean a lot. They tickle my soul. And um, I don't know, I'm a sucker for validation and attention. So God damn it. Thanks so much. Also, if you have any stories, if anyone has a story of like a weird weed hookup, hot fucking porch swing sex story, please feel free to share. Let us, let us know. No shame and all anonymous. Yeah. No shame 2020. That's it. Fucking right. That's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to leave you with I Feel High, which is a track off Poolside's recent low season album in their collaboration with Space Coyote. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye.
Let's go.